Welcome to Counseling on Demand. I'm your host, Fred Riley. Hey, thank you as always for tuning in to today's podcast. Today, uh, just kind of a heads up, we're going to be talking about uh, the release of Wanda Barzi. She was one of two individuals you might remember that uh, took um, captive, uh, took uh, Elizabeth Smart uh, from her home back in 2002. And uh, she, uh, Wanda Barzi, has been released uh, as of a couple days ago. So as of this podcast, it will probably be around a week uh, since her release. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, post-traumatic stress uh, injury or post-traumatic stress disorder as related to that. Uh, Before we get to that, uh, please keep in mind, uh, every Thursday I do uh, Instagram Live at Riley Counseling and uh, cover topics such as as this. As a matter of fact, last night I talked a little bit on uh, Instagram Live about uh, uh, Wanda Barzi and, and PTSD in general. So uh, this is a story that uh, really hit far and wide uh, across the country, to say the least, and, and developed a lot of um, talk about change, a lot of talk about risk, uh, protecting our children, um, parental responsibility, as you may recall, uh, Brian David Mitchell uh, was a was a helping hand at the home, so it made us kind of question, you know, uh, who do we hire, who do we have around us, and who are we safe from? And so, with the recent uh, release of Wanda Barzi, my first thoughts uh, actually go towards Elizabeth Smart. And those of you that have followed Elizabeth Smart, she is uh, definitely, you know, in my language, she. Um, she's not a survivor, but she's a conqueror, and we've talked about that in terms of PTSD. And a conqueror or an advocate, as a matter of fact, a previous cod- podcast just a few uh, weeks ago, um, we talked about a conqueror and overcoming post-traumatic stress. Really, uh, a good method for that is advocacy, and uh, she's been on several shows and, and involved in a lot of governmental legislative-type things and uh, really is is fighting back that trauma. Uh, and uh, those of you that have read books and so forth, uh, obviously you can, you're can you aware that, uh, indeed, she was not only was she traumatized, but uh, to the point uh, where several months went by, um, I'm wondering whether she actually had, uh, at one point, an identity, uh, kind of a separation of identity, uh, not diagno- diagnosing her by any means, but just that length of exposure. So Wanda Barzi uh, had a lawyer that successfully indicated that uh, her sentence was completed based upon time being held in uh, in uh, federal prison, I believe, and then uh, it carried over to her 15-year sentence. and And despite uh, Wanda Barzi not attending her parole hearing, they uh, still allowed for her to to be uh, put out into the public now. In terms of putting out into the public, what that means is uh, she is actually going to be monitored. She has very strict parameters. Uh, she she has to uh, be in residence at a what's called a halfway or step-down home. She's got curfews. She's on the sex offender registry. She's also going to be on the child abduction registry. And so people tend to find comfort in that. Um, unfortunately, what happens, though, and I've worked with sex offenders for several years, um, on the surface, those look like they can be protective, wise parameters. But unfortunately, individuals that have 
cause this type of harm. They really don't care for those parameters. And uh, I don't know how much rehabilitation has taken place for one of our Z over the last uh, 15 years. In fact, uh, when I worked exclusively with sex offenders, our uh, success rate was about 10%, which is terrible. 10% uh, of helping these uh, sex offenders overcome the uh, mental illnesses and the and the issues related to uh, inappropriate sexual thought and perpetration. And the biggest problem, ironically, was that we would send these uh, perpetrators, these sex offenders, back to their original environment. And here we have Wanda Barzi being sent back to her environment. And so I obviously have concerns regarding, you know, how she's going to be. Uh, one thing th- that uh, she does have against her might be age um, and then also public awareness. Anyway, so I wanted to talk a little bit about post-traumatic stress and how that kind of kicks in in situations like this. Um, obviously, if you've been paying attention to the news, um, Elizabeth Smart, uh, she's she's done a great job of campaigning and speaking up and arguing against this release. And ultimately, uh, of course, Wanda Barzee was, was uh, set free. And uh, I imagine with the work I've seen from Elizabeth Smart that she has done some awesome, amazing work to overcome and to cope with uh, the impact of those nine months that she was abducted. Unfortunately, it's very common that a situation like Wanda Barzee being let out um, can really kick in those symptoms of post-traumatic injury. Again, usually not to the same extent, but I have several folks that I work with where uh, they are even triggered by Wanda Barzee being released because their mind says if that perpetrator could be released, when is my perpetrator going to be released or when is my perpetrator going to come from Mexico or Atlanta or wherever they are and come back into my life. And so the brain is naturally going to bring up some of those old mechanisms, the high alertness that we've talked about before, the um, maybe even re-experience things as if uh, the 15 years hasn't uh, passed. And so as you uh, listen to the news, as you are mindful that uh, Wanda Barzee has been released, we want to keep in mind that there's people around us that are going to be uh, impacted as well. And it may not make sense, but the reality is um, these are events that really awaken those parts of us that have been hurt. And uh, it's okay for you to have some of that experience yourself because your brain, like we've talked about in the, in the past, is using an autonomic system that uh, is built to protect you. And so anything that resembles, in terms of the five senses, that risk, it's going to kick things in gear. You know, uh, a few years ago, uh, my family, we were evacuated from our home because of a fire that uh, was a huge threat to our neighborhood. And uh, that was a few years ago. But I tell you what, um, this last couple weeks, there's been fires from uh, local canyons in California and so forth. And uh, that smell took me right back to that same level of alert. I knew that we were safe. I knew that we were okay. But even in this distant place, the smell of smoke um, kind of reignited some of those post-traumatic stress, anxiety-based systems, so or symptoms. So we're going to um, step out for just a minute. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the impact of uh, the Wanda Barzee release, and uh, we'll, we'll go to that point. 
Okay, welcome back to Counseling on Demand. I am again uh, your host, Fred Riley. So uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, we were discussing this uh, release of Wanda Barzi and uh, just a little bit about uh, how that might impact uh, you, even though you were not directly involved in the situation. But uh, vicariously, uh, many of us have heard about that story and uh, heard details about uh, some of that time that, uh, that during which she was abducted. And uh, there's been a lot of uh, publicity uh, covering that. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I think about when I think of Elizabeth Smart is there's definitely some resilience there. Uh, this was, uh, at the time, a very young girl that uh, kind of became a little bit of the poster child for change. And so there's a lot of camera exposure, a lot of a lot of uh, interviews. Uh, her dad was uh, involved a lot in making some change. And so uh, that in and of itself can be kind of traumatizing as well. So what I wanted to talk about uh, before we wrap up is this, you know, what are we looking for? What might be going on for uh, yourself or individuals uh, upon the release of someone like Wanda Barzi or even the talk about potential release? And uh, like I said, I work with several individuals when they catch wind that their perpetrator, whether it's sexual or physical assault, uh, when they catch wind of that, uh, there's a lot of symptoms that kick back in. And the thing that I want to be really clear about is this: the um, those symptoms kicking back in, remember, those are evidence. They're not a sign of failed therapy. They're not a sign of weakness. Uh, I work with so many people that have done so much to overcome flashbacks, overcome nightmares, overcome sensitivity to certain triggers. And they feel oftentimes that uh, therapy wasn't successful or they didn't work hard enough because down the road some of these symptoms kick back in. And the reality is is that uh, they do great work. And every once in a while, hopefully not often at all, something will come in to kind of reactivate that. But usually that's something that we can address uh, fairly quickly just because of the work that's been done previously. So some things to watch for for yourself, some things to be mindful of uh, with uh, when you think about people that have been uh, involved in abduction and, and trauma is there's going to be oftentimes a return uh, to thoughts and feelings that the situation is just right behind them, that they never left that situation. If you listen to my uh, Instagram live, uh, you'll find that uh, I referred to uh, in visit with the princesses at uh, Disneyland. And that was incredibly traumatizing for me. And one of the things I mentioned is that three years later, when I went back, it felt like I never left Disneyland. And uh, I tell you what, Disneyland can be a scary place uh, when you go through It's a Small World or when you're standing in line for Disney princesses. So anyways, so these things come back up. We might have a return of thoughts and feelings that... that uh, bridge that gap in time. And we often feel like uh, we should be able to see the distance between time. But remember, with with, uh, post-traumatic stress, with the amygdala, hippocampus, other parts of the brain, it's designed to have that alert system come back up. As a matter of fact, the five senses are going to be more alert so that we can be ready to move, to get away, so we don't have that same experience again. So some people might um, look at you as uh, paranoid. Paranoid is a word that I'm very, very cautious of. Uh, Paranoid uh, requires a lot of uh, evaluation before you can say someone's actually paranoid. But the idea is, I know there's a few of my clients 
that are going to be locking themselves in their home. There's a, they're going to stay in one area of the home. They're going to want their dog with them. They're going to they're going to shake. They're going to get concerned uh, if a phone rings or or somebody knocks at the door. If the shades are open, those types of things. And that's not paranoid. That's your brain again doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's saying I need to be on alert. Paranoid is more hallucination based and uh, delusional based. But the response is normal. We want to work through it, but it's not paranoid. So that heightened sense of awareness certainly isn't paranoid. Other things we want to watch for is kind of the reemergence of some depression symptoms. As we revisit what happened to us or what happened to uh, upon the release of Wanda Barzee, uh, maybe uh, those that have been impacted, as we revisit that, depression can kind of kick in. It's a time in our life that we which could go away, and oftentimes it does. But it's a time in our life where we're reminded of some worries and concerns that we've had before, and we might get a little discouraged wondering if we can get away from those memories. So there can be some depression. There can be some sleep disturbance. As a matter of fact, um, fear, which is a big thought process that we have related to uh, anxiety, related to post-traumatic stress, fear is this part of our mind that really wakes up at night. And so our mind goes wild. We have a lot of sleep disturbance because our brain, that fear part of our brain, is wanting to protect us. We're going to be extra alert to sounds. We're going to be reminded of things that we learned uh, from the Elizabeth Smart uh, abduction or from other stories, including our own. So there's that that, uh, sleep deprivation, the, the interrupted sleep as well, which in turn feeds depression, which in turn leads to exhaust and uh, more likelihood to have panic attacks, that type of thing. So despite the progress that uh, that Elizabeth Smart has made, which I think is tremendous, I'm sure it is, despite the progress that you've made, you are likely to feel um, as if you, uh, because of those reemergences uh, of symptoms, you're likely to feel a little bit like you're letting yourself down and your family down, and those that uh, have supported you. And the reality is, is that uh, you have worked really hard to either not deal with the symptoms for some time or work through the system symptoms for a time. And you don't really need to feel like you're letting anybody down. If anything, uh, you're, as you know, this is your sacred journey, and no one understands just what you've gone through to get to the point, the strength, the determination, and so forth you've gone through in order to get to the point that you're at. And so this uh, reemergence of uh, responding to certain triggers, especially one such as this uh, release of one of RZ, that's, that's evidence that you've been impacted. Again, remember, a uh, pebble thrown in the pond doesn't cause a tsunami. So the idea is that 15 years later, you're impacted. The idea is that, hey, and my favorite word is apparently, apparently the release of one of RZ, apparently the events that happened 15, 16 years ago, are big enough to cause this ripple effect. They're big enough to make me have this type of response versus feeling like inappropriately that you should handle the situation better. So uh, as we start to wrap up here, some things to keep in mind is that these responses are normal. They're going to uh, dissipate likely a little bit quicker than normal. It's very okay to go back into a therapist and say, hey, listen, these recent events, my awareness of my perpetrator or the my awareness of Wanda Barzee being release, released have triggered some things. And you go in and revisit that. I think you'll be surprised at how well you work 
through those things, especially if you've been in counseling before. Be mindful of other people. They're not paranoid. paranoid. They're not overwhelmed. They're not over-identifying with Elizabeth Smart. They're actually having real uh, responses. Their compassion and their empathy uh, puts them in a place to kind of walk beside her in their mind and imagine what it's like to be her. Oftentimes we feel like people are looking to feel bad. They're looking to over-identify with this individual or individuals that have been perpetrated. But the reality is this is a natural response that's based upon empathy. So every once in a while, there's something that happens that we don't count on, like a natural disaster. Every once in a while, we're affected by the release of a perpetrator for different reasons. And and that's normal. That's okay. Take time to reflect upon the things that you've learned. Take time to uh, seek out others and, and process that those uh, trauma-based responses. I am Fred Riley. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can find me online at gettingbacktolife.com. That's getting back the number two life.com. 